Greetings, everyone. So we are back on Dear Shamika, the podcast, and I have a very special guest with me, the lovely Georgette Kearney. Hey, Georgette. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> it's going well. So as you guys know, we're going to do it how we always do it. Georgette, can you name your business and tell the listeners a little bit about your business? Yes, my name is Georgette Kearney, and I am the owner of the Kearney Institute here in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, the Kearney Institute is a childcare facility that specializes in multi-generational educational attainment. And we also offer parent development classes for parents within the city of Memphis and within actually the state of Tennessee, so they can learn about research-based parenting techniques that can help them make informed decisions regarding their parenting and also create a sense of community with parents. So, because we know as being a parent, it's hard doing this by yourself, even if you are married or single or grandparents. This is a way for everyone to be able to reach out to parents to say, hey, I need some assistance, et cetera, et cetera. And so the Green Institute is really just, I want to say, a multi-generational fasted job care facility. Okay, that sounds like a winner. And when you say multi-generational, what do you mean by that for those who don't know? Yeah, so instead of, we're not only educating the children that are within our facility, we look at educating the parents, the guardians, the ones who are involved in the lives of their children. We also offer, like, CPR classes for parents to learn CPR first aid. We talk about um, discipline techniques, um, emotional development for children, how does that look, the stages of development for children. And how does that look within the African-American community and within other ethnicities? So we're not only educating the children, we're educating the parents or the guardians that are involved in those children's lives. Okay, that sounds like an amazing program. So you guys check out Georgia Kearney regarding that, but we're going to get straight into this interview. As you guys know, before I talked, uh, before we cut to a commercial break, I told you we'd be talking about societal norms of beauty. So we are going to talk about what it means to be plus size, some of the stereotypes that come along with plus size, and how it feels to be a plus size woman within society today. And Georgette will be answering those questions for us. So first and foremost, how old are you, Georgette, if you don't mind disclosing? Oh, I do not mind at all. <laughs> I am a young 34-year-old. Okay, good, good, good. And what do you consider plus size? To me, the term plus size is plus size is very fluid. And the reason why, because I would be considered plus size by society standards. But according to my close group of colleagues that I hang with, I'm thick Mm -hmm. and so plus size is definitely a term that's very fluid in society because I hate to say this um, we base our standards of beauty and size based upon outdated measurements of healthiness and so I look at being plus size as someone who has a little meat on their Mm -hmm. bones for instance my cousin is a mere 175, mm-hmm. that's not plus size to me because she's a fit 175. Like this girl runs marathons and she lifts 
wait like she eats them for breakfast. But by standard, by like society standards, she's considered plus size. Mm-hmm. And but again, this girl runs marathons. She runs marathons like it's water to her. Mm-hmm. But she wears a uh, 14, 16, but she's healthy mm-hmm. by doctor standards. Like she is the healthiest plus size person I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm a little fluff. <laughs> you know, I got a little fluffness to me, but I'm a thick fluff. My my weight is proportion. Mm-hmm. It's I'm thick in all the right places, as society would say. But I'm still considered plus size because I'm in the double digits or I'm in the 14 plus era of clothing. So again, to me, plus size is just a woman with some, some meat on her. Okay, a little meat I never heard nobody. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> okay, so if you don't mind me asking, what is your weight and height? So right now, um, because I've been losing weight just for health reasons, um, my height is 5'7", mm-hmm. and my weight is 250. Mm-hmm. Okay, and also, do you feel that you're treated differently by men because of your size? Oh, of course. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I think because I'm so confident in myself that some men, I'm not going to say all men, some men approach me and they feel that I should be blessed to even have them approach me. Not blessed. Yes, they feel like I should be blessed that I'm that they are interested in me. When in reality, it's the other way around. You should be blessed when I'm even entertaining you. Can you give an example <laughs> of a time where a man uh, portrayed that he you should have been blessed by him approaching you? Yeah, so I went out with some friends and some colleagues about three weeks ago. I met, you know, at a bar, just talking with friends, drinking, eating, having a great time, just socializing. And this guy comes to me, he asks for my number. And I tell him, I'm sorry, sir, I'm in a relationship, I'm not the type of woman, blah, blah, blah. He gets upset. He's like, you should be glad that I even approached you, give you the time of the day. And I'm like, excuse me? And he's like, you should be glad I give you the time of day because fat chicks like you, uh, y'all don't get any play. Y'all are only good for one thing and one thing only. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, your male ego is hurt because I turned you down. Mm. So that he felt as if I should be blessed that he even considered talking to me. Ah. I mean, yes, there were gorgeous women around the bar. There were, you know, women of different shapes and sizes. But he felt because he came toward my way that I should take what's given to me. Like, like grandparents used to say, you take the scraps of what's given to you. Mm. So. That don't make no sense, dude. Way. Hey, if you're listening to this call, sir, you should be ashamed of yourself. That is not cool <laughs> at all. You don't treat people. Uh, you don't approach a young lady with the intention of whatever intention you had. It didn't sound like it was good. And then be disrespectful to them just because they rejected you, whether you were attracted or not. You let's be respectful of people. My and, and yeah, that's, yeah you should ahead. be respectful. That leads me. No, did you have something to say? I'm sorry. I think that's like a really good point that you talked about the intention. Mm-hmm. Like, be clear with your intentions when mm-hmm. it comes to 
women, like, especially, so there's this thing called fetishes. People tend to fetishize about plus size women. They consider we're good behind closed doors, but out in public, they shouldn't be seen with us. And that's a whole other topic for today. (laughs) But that's a no, no, let's talk about that real quick. That's very interesting. So does that tie back into the, you know, this show is Societal Norms of Beauty. So do you think it ties into a person not wanting to be seen with you? Not necessarily because they don't think you're beautiful, but because they're afraid of what other people may think in regards to them dating a plus size woman. Oh, definitely. Like, I've had people, guys approach me. And they tell me, oh, my God, you're such a gorgeous woman. You Like, I love your confidence. I love, like, your energy. But they will not date me because of society norms, of what a woman should look like on a man's arm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I am a real woman. I'm a woman with some meat. I like to eat. I like to eat, too. Food is good. Hello? <laughs> I, I, I like to eat. So... I'm not going to be, like, I understand there's, like, a method, a measurement of healthiness. I understand that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm a real woman. I'm not a woman who's getting plastic surgery to look like your dream woman. Mm -hmm. Yes, I have lumps and bumps. But at the same time, if you're going to want to be with me behind closed doors, also be with me in public. Mm -hmm. Don't just be with me behind closed doors and that's it. Because Mm -hmm. then you're not only causing emotional damage, emotional and mental damage to that person, you're making that person feel less valued. Mm-hmm. And you're making that person feel as if they're only good for one thing and one thing only. Speaking of, you know, we talk about men and how they treat women who are overweight as far as dating goes. What have been your experiences with having friendships and you know, not all of our friends are the same size. We all come in a variety of shapes, sizes, and colors. What have been your experiences with friendships and, you know, maybe being friends with people who are smaller than you? Uh, luckily, my friendship is very, very, like like you mentioned earlier, um, I have friends of all sizes. Um, I will say this, though. When my friends and I are out, I do get that men are drawn to them because of society pressures and what they think this is what they perceive but I also have noticed that men are drawn to me because of my energy my confidence but they have that little thing that says ding 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 is this really what you want Mm. she's plus size do you can she do these things is she is she able to enjoy life without always being tired without always stopping without not like i think people think that plus size people do not do not enjoy activity they think that we just want to sit around on the couch all day eat food and that's it i'm a very active plus size person um i went to thailand for two and a half weeks and I was the most active out of my group, but I was also the most plus size. Mm -hmm. Like, we hiked mountains, we rode bikes throughout the, you know, the country, stuff of that nature. And we went to different temples. And it was fun because I'm 
challenge myself to do things that normal plus size people would not do. Mm-hmm. But also, one of the group people that I went with, they made the comment of, we really probably should have an ambulance nearby in case her heart gives out due to all this exercise that she's getting. Was it somebody and I'm you like, knew? It wasn't a friend. It was just this lady because I went to Thailand with a research group. Okay. And it was just weird because I'm like, wait a minute. So you think that I'm going to have a heart attack because you're assuming that I don't work out. You're assuming that I, I don't walk around. You're making all these assumptions. And it was really mind-boggling. And even like now with my friends that I have, they may make certain assumptions like I don't sit in chairs that I feel I'm a break <laughs> let's just be real <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I got a little thickness behind there and so I, I, was, I everywhere I go like without with friends I feel like okay let me feel this chair let me see can it support me and one time a friend made the comment of yeah you might want to do that because we would be really embarrassed if you break the chair and was this a smaller like, friend? I'm sorry. This was a smaller friend. Yeah, this was a smaller friend. She's always been small all her life, and when she made that comment, the other group fans were like, "Where the where the heck that comes from? Like, why would you say that?" And she was like, well, I was just saying that because we didn't want to be embarrassed in front of this group of people in, in this restaurant, mm. and so. I'm like, wow. So I sat my big butt down and the chair didn't break. And I was like enjoying my life and enjoying the night. And it was just weird that she would make that comment. And so at the end of the night, I pulled her aside and I was like, why did you make that comment in this group of people? And she was like, well, I just, I was looking out for you. I didn't want you to be embarrassed. And I was like, I'm an adult. I, I know my limits. Wow. I think the chair could have held me. I think I was all right. And I told her, I said, to me, that sounded like you were putting me down in a jokingly manner. And I can't be friends with someone who is going to joke about my, my weight in a jokingly manner because that tells me what you really think about me behind closed doors. Mm. Because if she really felt that way, she could have pulled you to the side as opposed to saying it in front of everybody. and making Exactly. Mm-hmm. And which goes back to, you know, like even the joke, the fat joke, like people make jokes about fat jokes in front of us and thinking we're not getting what you're saying. We get what you're saying. We just don't have the energy to respond to it because we refuse to bow down to the negativity that's constantly being thrown at us. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's crazy. Like I just refuse to, because I've, it's, it's taking years to build the confidence that I have. And I'm not going to let people who are not confident within themselves turn me down. And that's what it all, that goes back to people who are not confident within themselves, regardless of their size. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. When you think of societal norms of beauty, as far as size goes, how would you describe what with what men within I guess the area you stay in or within Memphis or our population of of men what would you think they describe as beauty or what would you describe as beauty as far as what society thinks so to me I think beauty 
I'm the beholder. Um, I think everyone is beautiful, mm -hmm. regardless of their shape, size, because you never know what someone is fighting behind closed doors, mm -hmm. a, a secret battle. And to me, I think everyone is gorgeous. I come across skinny women who feel like they're not attractive. And I'm like, baby, you are the bomb. You better wear this skirt. And, or I come across plus-size women who are my size or bigger, and they're like, I don't want to wear this crop top. And I'm like, girl, you better wear that crop top. Wear it. Show that skin, honey. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm all for women. I'm all for women. I want to hype women up as long as I can live. Mm -hmm. I want to be that voice when you are thinking you're no good that you remember, oh, this girl hyped me up. Like I was walking uh, yesterday with some friends and this girl, she was, she was very plus size, um, very plus size. She was kept tugging at her dress. And I said, baby, what you tugging at your dress for? Show them thighs, honey. Let them thighs hang out, baby. And she was like, thank you for that compliment. I really appreciate that. She was like, I was having a really bad day because of the comment someone made earlier, but when you, you know, stream me on, I felt better. I said, baby, don't let nobody stop your pride. Where would you want to wear? If it fits, you can wear it. And to touch back on what you said, I feel like that's part of our issue. Um, not what you're doing, but part of our issue is women. We have to stop comparing ourselves to other women in order to feel desired by men. You don't use another woman or looking comparing yourself to another woman to say, hmm, I look better than her. So, you know, he's going to give me attention to get a false sense of self-esteem. And we got to stop doing that, ladies. We got to stop getting false senses of self-esteem by comparing ourselves to people. You shouldn't want your sister to go through pain or get your esteem from her, you know, from down to your sister. That's your sister regardless of whether she's bigger than you or smaller than you. We should all embrace and love each other for who we are. But society does push this narrative of hourglass, you know, this this shape, this this perfection. And no and really, you know, it's it's un, an unachievable perfection that we're always chasing. So we have to stop trying to chase perfection. We really do, because mm -hmm. I promise you, when my friends come out with me, they know I'm the hype man. I'm the hype woman in the group. I'm like, yeah, wear this skirt, girl, you better. Like, I will walk past a random woman, and I would say, girl, you is rocking that outfit. Go, girl. And you can see the smile on her face. Like, thank you. Oh. And I remember I went out with some colleagues, and this lady, you could tell she was just having a really bad day. And she had a really nice dress on. I was like, excuse me, could you tell me where you got your dress from? And she told me, she, and, and she was like, I just, you know, I don't, I don't like it because this, this, this. I said, stop. Get those negative thoughts out your mind. We're going to think all positive here. I said, because I'm going to tell you this right here. You rocking that dress, honey. You mm -hmm. are rocking it. I said, if they had it in my size, I would rock it too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And she was very appreciative of the fact, and I, I'm someone, I push the boundaries of, of dressing. Like, I wear crop tops, I wear skirts, mini skirts, I wear skirts with slits all the way up to the thighs. I just believe in dressing for myself and to be happy. And if it brings someone else happiness, I'm cool with that. If it brings someone 
sadness. I'm sorry. This right. is just what a real woman body looks like. <laughs> Do you? That brings me to my next question because you do believe in empowering women. Do you feel like society is more accepting of overweight men than they are of women? Yes, and I hate to say that because society should be accepting of anyone that's a person. And I, I really do feel that overweight men are more accepting of than overweight women because people have this these normalities or they have these expectations that this is how a woman should look mm-hmm. and it's like yes I understand your, your standards are from the 1950s and 60s but again those women in the 50s and 60s were stay at home wives they died trying to achieve the ultimate beauty some of those women and like you want women to have like you said an hourglass shape so you want a woman to stay in the gym 24 7 not be able to take care of her kids not be able to do this to do that just for you to make sure that she looks good mm-hmm. and it's like you should always tell the woman she looks good regardless of her shape size or whatever and if you are genuinely concerned about her health then you tell her, say, baby, I'm concerned about your health. That's even friends. You know, like I've had friends tell me, because I was at a once, once at a time, like almost 400 pounds. Mm. And my friends were like, hey, G, we need to have a conversation. And I'm like, about what? And they were like, about your weight. And they sat me down and I was like, what, what is it? And they were like, look, we're your friends. We're coming to you because we're concerned. We, we want you to be around for a really long time. And right now your weight is constantly climbing. And having that conversation with them really made me realize these people are in it for my health. They don't care about how I look size-wise. They just want to make sure I have a healthy heart, healthy lungs, that I'm around for my son, you know, and my future spouse is stuff of that nature so having those conversations those constructive conversations from people who really care mm-hmm. can be life changing for someone who is plus size but you have to know who your tribe is exactly. and those people were my tribe exactly so we're hopping back to raw I know we switched it but we're hopping back to romance um, so can you name a situation where your weight impacted your Impacted your romantic life? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, my ex and I, um, I always tend to attract guys who are skinnier than me. I don't know why, but I always tend to attract guys who are skinnier than me. So, my, we, we look like a 10, whoever I'm dating always. <laughs> I'm just here writing someone. <laughs> so, um, we were in the, like, hanky-panky, and, um, at the time, my guy was like, get on top, and I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> you a good 200, if that, and you want me, who's almost 300 pounds at this time, to get on top of you, I don't think that's gonna work, and I did it. But I also felt very self-conscious doing that. 
which as it also impacted our sex life too during that time because I would always be like, am I hurting you? I would always feel like I'm smushing him or like I was killing him when I would either get on top or we would like do positions where most of my weight was on him. Mm -hmm. And he would like, it really impacted our romantic life because he would always say, stop worrying about your weight. I knew what you were when I came to talk to you. Mm -hmm. I just want you to feel like you're the most gorgeous, amazing woman in the world. And he was great. Like, he was a great supporter at whatever I did. He was there emotionally. But because of my own issues internally with myself, those issues were spearing out in our romantic life, which caused us to have issues behind closed doors. Because we would literally get into arguments during romantic time because he would be like, stop holding back. He was like, give me all of you. Mm. If I die, I die. <laughs> oh, but yeah. no, I'm didn't. not going to die. <laughs> <laughs> but did you die? <laughs> yeah, right. And he was like, I'm not going to die. He was like, I know. And then, like, I always feel like whenever I'm on top, I'm going to break the bed. And he would be like, you're not going to break the bed, honey. If you I'm break the bed, you. who cares? It's a bed. Yeah. I, I mean, who, who would one. know besides y'all? Huh? I said, who would have known besides you guys? Right. But I just would always feel like I'm going to break his bed or I'm going to break my bed or this is just not going to work. So I would always be more resistant to doing certain positions mm-hmm. because of my weight. And so that did impact our romantic life. But now I'm at the point where I'm like, you know what, forget it. I'm just gonna do it. If I can do it, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Question, so you, you spoke of him being, you guys looking like a 10. How would you describe your type physically? Do you have a, a physical type? Um, I do. I tend to go for guys that, I don't say they're not like built. I would say in between built and dead thought. <laughs> I ain't gonna play with you. <laughs> yeah, like I like a little bit of stomach, mm-hmm. but I just feel like two people with a stomach, we gonna struggle. So mm-hmm. I need somebody to have like a little bit of stomach. <laughs> oh Lord. How do you keep your <laughs> expectations high when dating? Um, I let me know up front. I'm like, look, I'm a plus size person, I'm always be thick. And I'm going to let you know right now, I'm very confident. Very, very confident. Mm-hmm. I do not care about uh, your friend's expectations. I do not care about your friend's emotions toward me. I only care about you. And so these are my standards and these are my expectations when we date. And like I dated a guy, I told him, I said, every week we need to have date night. Not date night in the house, but date night outside. Because I want you to feel confident with me when we're together in public. And he he did. He was like, yeah, I feel a lot of confidence with you. Like, he would always hold my butt when we were walking. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, you know, I love that. Because to me, that's the sign that he let society know, yeah, she may be a little thick, but this is my thickness right here. Hello. And so... Mm-hmm. 
that was my expectation is I want PDA in public. Because if you can't give me PDA in public, then that's a sign that's telling me, yeah, you, I'm a fetish to you and not somebody you actually want to be with. So, How do you yeah. stay confident? Because you seem like a very confident young lady. Honey, I say my mantras every day. I <laughs> look in the mirror and I say I am gorgeous. I am someone's sexy wife. I am perfect. I am amazing. I say positive affirmations every day. And I, I'm around positive people. Um, I've gotten to the point in my life where I've cut out negativity. Very negativity. And that is who, like, the, the girl tribe that I'm with, they're amazing. Even the, the mixed tribe that I'm with, they're amazing people. Like, all, they're all, like, again, all shapes and sizes. And we talk all the time. Like, I send them pictures of what I'm wearing. They're like, girl, you better work that. Go ahead. <laughs> Just being around people who are positive makes you more positive. And so that's how I stay confident because I know I'm the best. Come on, see. <laughs> this is my final question for you. So before we end this interview, do you have any type of stereotypes that, about plus size women or plus size people that you would like to go ahead and debunk? Yeah. We are very active people. It, it may take us longer to do certain activities, but we are very active people. We actually sit down with someone who is plus size and genuinely get to know them because we are a very fun group. We, we love to have fun. Yes, we know all about food. Yes, we, we, you know, we eat like everyone else, but genuinely get to know someone who is a, of a different size than you because you can find out that somebody can be plus size because of medical issues. Come on. That's how my digestive issues there's some people who are smaller who eat equally as much as a bigger person but they may not gain as much weight or it may be an issue with digestion somebody may be regular and somebody may not be regular so exactly because yeah, I know for me mm-hmm. most of my weight gain came from medical issues mm-hmm. I, I suffer from almost no metabolism <laughs> And it's very hard, and PCOS, I suffer from that too, and it's very hard for people with PCOS to lose weight. Mm -hmm. Very hard. We can gain the weight easy, but it's very hard to lose it. Like, it's it's very, very hard. You have to follow a very strict diet. And let's just be honest, in today's society right now, it's very hard to follow a strict diet when Mm -hmm. you're a working professional, when you're an entrepreneur and stuff of that nature. It's, it's very hard to follow a strict diet. And so genuinely get to know somebody or if you feel as if you may offend them, you can always reach out to me. And I, I have no problem with sitting down talking mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. You know, about what it is in the life of a plus-size person, the things that we go through, as far as like discrimination in dating, discrimination in clothing, size, discrimination in the professional versus personal world, I would love to sit and talk more about the things that we face and break those stereotypes because my ex, he didn't realize how active I was as a plus size person. Like, when we went out of town, I was the one that was 
hey, let's go walking downtown. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. And he was like, no, I'd rather just chill by the pool and relax. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I just wanted to kind of walk around the city and stuff like that. And that's another thing, too. If you feel a plus five person in a swimsuit, don't take pictures of them unless you ask them. Mm. Because I get so tired of people trying to take pictures of me when I'm in a swimsuit. Yes, my body is different than everyone else's, but I'm going to enjoy the pool like everybody else. I'm not going to be covered up from head to toe and burning my butt off while everybody else is falling in the water. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to get out there. I'm going to jump in the water. I'm going to swim. I'm just going to lay by the pool, too. If you want to ask me a question, you can come ask me a question. You speaking to my soul, though. Because I, I mean, a, lot the the, a lot of the things, and I'm so grateful you came on the show because you captured everything I wanted you to capture because being someone that has lost weight, gained weight, been skinny, fat, and everything in between. These are some of the things that a lot of people go through, but they won't admit to it because of embarrassment. So they are going through these things alone. So I really wanted someone to capture what it meant to be a plus size person and really humanize plus size people because People treat people like they're not human, like they don't have feelings, like they don't matter. And when you say and do things, it does impact people regardless of whether you're attracted to them or not, whether they're your friends or not, whether you know them or not. You have to be mindful of people and people have feelings. So I definitely appreciate you for being on the Dear Shamika podcast, Georgia. I appreciate you so much. Anytime, anytime. I enjoy being on the podcast because, like you said, I want to humanize what it's like being plus size. And I think that's the topic that a lot of people shy away from. And I'm really glad that you reached out to someone to talk about what it's like in the day of a plus size person. Mm -hmm. Because... Again, we see society saying this is the standard that you need to adhere to. And it's like, that's not a realistic standard. I'm not going to kill myself or attempt to kill myself trying to be a size two. And nothing against size two, but that's not how my body is made, unfortunately. Even when I do lose the weight, I would never be a size two. The smallest I could ever get health-wise for me because of my height and my body and, you know, medical issues, the smallest I could ever get would probably be maybe 175, 200. Mm. So I will always be considered plus size because of my medical issues. Yeah, I'm definitely glad we sat down and had this conversation. And like you said, this is just the beginning of many shows. Hey, you guys, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. And we will be back after this on Dear Shamika, the podcast.